You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is your host, Malia, as usual, and today we have kind of a fun episode. I'm here with um, Pastor Matt. Hi. <laughs> if people could just see your face. It's, I'm just excited to be here, okay? <laughs> Hello. You're always excited. I am ex- um, I'm super excited. Super yes. Excited. Uh, we have a special guest today. We have Bethany Gates. Hello. I almost called you by your maiden name. Oh, you know, people still do that. How long do you have to be married? <laughs> Which is with weird because I, re- I didn't know you before. Right. So I don't I'm know. Not sure. so, so here's the question, too. Like every once in a while, I forget that I can't put your name in my email line and have your email address pop up because it's in there as Judah and Bethany. So if right. I just put Bethany, it, it doesn't work. Nothing pops up. Yeah. But something pops up. Um, Bethany Close at Vinton Eagle. Like, oh, that's whoa. an old What is that? Like, address. apparently yeah. I need to clean up some old... That predates yeah. me from... I don't know how long. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So. I did advertising briefly when uh, mom and dad were doing the Eagle. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. Yeah, so I, I have, about I have an email. I mean, I, I send you really important emails at <laughs> Bethany yeah. Close at Vinton email. I never get them. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's going to be the new one we send people to when they have a complaint. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany Close at Vinton Eagle. <laughs> There you go. I like it. Oh, man. I wonder so. if anyone even checks that anymore. It's probably uh, just yeah. Gone. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it, I, I'm sure if I used it, it would just probably send it right back That's to back. me. But. Yeah. You'll have to try yeah. it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, Bethany, for people that maybe don't know you as well, can you kind of just give us a little background about who you are, how long you've been coming to Blessed Hope? Sure, sure. So I've been coming to Blessed Hope for 13 years, and I can remember that because that's how long we've been married. We started coming to Blessed Hope when we were still meeting at the cottage, and we started coming because every Sunday morning, my mom would text me and be like, why aren't you at church today? (laughs) And Eventually, the excuse that I just wanted to sleep in doesn't cut it. So we yeah, started coming to Blessed Hope. I mean, <laughs> who wants to justify yourself to your mother every Sunday? Like, I just didn't want to come here about God. So we started coming to Blessed Hope 13 years ago. Um, I'm married to Judah. He does come to church with me, but you hardly ever see him because he's usually upstairs. Um, <laughs> so he does sound stuff here at the church. Uh, we have four daughters, ages 3 through 11. Uh, we homeschool them. Um, here at the church, I'm on the worship team. I'm on the adult discipleship team. And then um, along with all of that, I am a midwife. So I work with moms who are planning to have their babies at home. So yes. that's and, what I do. To and maybe busy. share your new role. Oh, yes. Yes. I was appointed to fill Nathan Hessen's spot on the on the Vinton City Council. So yeah. I'm really excited yeah. about that. That's been on my bucket list for years. Awesome. So I'm awesome. really, really happy to be doing that. Yeah. Good deal. Uh, so today we are going to be kind of working back through a little bit um, the text that we were in this past Sunday. Um, so I'm not going to read it to you, but if for some reason you weren't here on Sunday, um, it was chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians, the first part of it, um, verses 2 through 16. So we talked head coverings, we talked headship um, in the house and, and then also at the church, and we talked long hair and short hair and all kinds of things. So um, right off the bat, Bethany, uh, did you did anything like kind of pop up as you were tracking through the sermon, like 
extra questions or things you wanted Matt to maybe clarify further? She's, oh, man. She's not a yes, so I'm going to go uh, ahead and open my Bible. Yes, so this, with this First Corinthians series, I'm really enjoying going through and reading through the passage multiple times. So knowing we were doing this podcast, I've been reading through it a lot. And this is the first time this series that I feel like I come away with more questions than answers. <laughs> like I feel like I am not seeing a lot of clarification that I usually see after reading. So I've read several different versions. I've gone to yep. commentaries. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a terrible passage to read and try to just be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Um, And some of it probably has to do with just a varied um, history with churches I've attended. And so I attended a Mennonite church who used this passage to say women literally needed to wear a physical head covering. Um, And then churches who use this to mean that women were just uh, subpar to men. And I feel like that when when we're talking about headship, I feel like there are passages in the Bible that are much clearer than this one is Mm -hmm. Um, you sorry to interrupt you but I think you like said something that was really really good as far as like we all come to the text with our own kind of baggage Mm -hmm. almost Mm -hmm. with church hurts and things from our you know past church lives and things growing up and so and that's that's something we need to think about and and we have to work Mm -hmm. through we we don't have to apologize for our experiences right they're the only ones we have Mm -hmm. right Right. our experiences that's all we've got but we do have to recognize that they color Yep. Positively or negatively. We all have biases. For they, sure. they color yeah. the way we, we do see and process through things. Absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I've always um, been a complementarist. Is that an appropriate way to use that word? Sure. Um, so I, mean, I, I feel like the more that I study this passage and the more I study the Bible, I feel like I'm not as confidently a complementarian <laughs> complementarianist anymore. Sure. Um, I sure. am, but I'm still just like trying to figure out yeah, what this actually absolutely. looks like because um, we see throughout the Bible like there are women in leadership roles mm-hmm. and it com- contrasting mm-hmm. that with New Testament and some of what Paul says just yep. makes it seem a little more confusing. Yeah. Um, I really... When I read this passage, I'm really reminded of the part where we talk about how we're all members of the same body, just with different roles. Like mm-hmm. all of the talk about um, the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her, is her husband, and then throwing in there the head of Christ is God. That is what made me write down that correlation. Like it just is a reminder that we all are members of the same body. And I think yeah. that wherever we go with this conversation, we have to remember that because sometimes I think we use the Bible to suggest that whether you're a man or a woman, like your role is just not as important. So Mm -hmm. even with a chain of command, essentially, like we all still have our roles there. Um, there Yeah. I mean, because we image the Trinity really, you know, how that's working there. So yep. Yeah. Yep. I think it's really interesting, like how we have this talk of headship and then it's like Paul wants to make sure that he's really clarifying that women are not less than men. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's like, women is not independent of man, nor man of woman. And woman was made for man. So man is now born of woman. So like reminding men, like, Women have a significant role. Like they're yeah. keeping you all alive and on this earth. Yeah, because so that, was that was super good. controversial back then in yeah. that oh, cultural yeah. context. Yes. Like he was saying some very progressive things. Yeah, yep. well, that, that's <laughs> why. That's why I, I really I to cringe. Us now, no, I cringe but... when I when I read or hear the argument that Paul is a chauvinist. Mm. Um, because you know somebody that would say that. You know, again, we bring our own sure. experiences to the table. 
Um, and so, you know, based on some things maybe that we've seen or heard or have happened to us, we, we read these with a different bent. But but the reality is that Paul is um, Paul is very much um, pro woman in in terms yeah. of the way that he yeah. the way that he's including and the way he is tying that symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. together there and um, and and encouraging the learning and the growing and the um, you know, and, and even just the way he refers to, to some of the women that have been a part of his ministry. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the idea of Paul as a chauvinist couldn't really be further from reality. Sure. Well, and elsewhere, like in the text, he refers to Priscilla as a coworker yep. and Christ, yep. like, and, yeah. and he's never talking down about women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it's something that, um, I just talked about further with some people after the sermon was like, this is very much husband and wife. It's not men, woman. It's not saying that this is what it looks like for all men and all women. Yep. So it doesn't mean that you go out in public and men have rights over women. Yeah. And, and, and this is a very specific structure. Yeah. I appreciated yeah. your, your points at the end of your sermon yeah. about like, Hey, this doesn't mean like you get to flex your authority <sighs> and you know, and yeah. So I appreciated yeah. that. I think that was helpful. Well, I, I hope so. Yeah, nothing drives me more batty. Well, that's not true. There's a lot of things. I was going to say, drive. I can think of a few things. Um, but, but one of the things, let me say it this way, one of the <laughs> things that, that kind of drives me nuts is, is this misuse of Scripture. Mm. And we all misuse Scripture at mm-hmm. times. And, and there's a difference between unintentional misuse and just blatant yeah. cherry picking and mm-hmm. misconception and, and taking things out of context and uh, it drives me nuts. And and I, there are, I believe, some churches that do that and some individuals that do that. Um, you know, Bethany, like you were saying, with with the intention of of keeping women. I mean, they can't see me, but I'm using air quotes here. So <laughs> keeping women in their place, right? right. Like, like I, I think there's people that, that try to do that. And, uh, even when it comes to not church things, uh, just in general, like I, you know, back when, um, I mean, we don't need to talk politics, but, but back when Hillary Clinton was running for president, right. That was mm-hmm. one of the, one of the religious arguments I heard was, well, you can't vote for her because women aren't supposed to like time oh, out. Boy. Like, where are you going to find yeah. that for me? In scripture, well, they didn't like, read the Old Testament. They didn't read about Deborah. They didn't. Yeah, read yeah. Like, 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 like. I mean, there's just not a. Uh, there, there's. It's yeah. just a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I hope it's unintentional. But sometimes I yeah. believe it's intentional. Like we know we're out of context. We just want to yeah. prove a point. I really, I really do think that the majority of people that are getting some of these things wrong, that it's not because of, you know, ill will towards people but but just a lack of knowledge and and real study of the scriptures mm-hmm. too and mm-hmm. so I guess one um, clarification I'd be interested in here like when I read this I can clearly see like this is um, what the marriage relationship mm-hmm. is supposed to be like so I have trouble pointing that to the church like I mentioned I feel like there are passages in the Bible that give a better understanding of what this looks like in the church setting I feel like this is sure. so much more sure. a picture of Marriage. In a marriage, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and 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 that's the yeah. I think that's a great question, right? Because that's the rooting. Mm-hmm. Um, part of what we have to understand about this too is is that Paul's 
he's answering a question, and the question is about proper order in the church worship. And so his his answer um, does pull from, hey, look, you, you know this about families, right? It, it's the same for in the church. Uh, and, and there is better understanding when we can couple it with other things that Paul has written um, in his letters to Timothy um, or things that we read in... Uh, uh, Titus, uh, thank mm-hmm. you. Sorry, like you know that other guy um, in in Titus, and so yeah, there there is there are like you say there are better um, there are, are, are things that are more yeah. clear about yeah. church leadership structure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This one this one has more to do with what's the proper order of worship in a service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so how do we view headship in terms of of that? But he does clearly tie this um, this headship. Um, you know, the the easy example is husbands and wives, um, and just like that exists at home, also in the church, um, and and so there's 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 things there, and which is why I really appreciate that he ties it to creation, mm, because yeah. otherwise we're left figuring out is this prescriptive or is it descriptive, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, I think when when it's tied to creation, we don't have to yeah. navigate that the same way. Yeah. So I really wish we had a copy of like the questions that they were asking him. Like, <laughs> can I see the phrasing for the question? What did Chloe they were send you? Yeah. What, what was Chloe? What did she? What did Chloe's people tell you? <laughs> right. Because um, when we talk about like this. Because um, I think you mentioned, or maybe it was, I, I read so many things on this passage. Sure, yeah. Um, you did it, your homework. Good yeah, job. Yeah. With it being That's related why we asked the to, right person. Yeah. Right, right. With it being related to prostitution, like how did we get from this, were they, were they just shaving their heads and showing up to church and being like, I have freedom to do this now, and, and so this is kind of what led to this admonishment here is it just we're free so we, we can look like everyone else because we're free in christ like it seemed it seemed like that was that was the the uh the aftermath mm-hmm. so there were shaved headed women shaved headed women or, or women uncovered. women with uncovered okay so heads. were these like the feminists of the time yeah you would think so okay um and, and rightly so that, okay. that there would be confusion here i think that's why paul starts this address with look he he's not rebuking them or correcting them mm-hmm. as much as he's giving them an additional teaching uh, because you can very clearly understand why it gets confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, I think we, we've done the history lesson before, but, but all through, you know, this Greek culture and Roman culture, like women are sub par yeah. when, when you look at them in terms of position They're property. and mm-hmm. they, they are, they are considered the property of someone or mm-hmm. the way that they can provide for themselves is through temple prostitution. Yep. Uh, and so you, you have this kind of flavor that, that women are seen as less than in the church. Paul says, man, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. We are all one in Christ, right? There's no longer Jew or Greek or Gentile or slave or free or rich or poor mm-hmm. man or woman, mm-hmm. right? We are all unified in Christ. Uh, we're one in Christ and we have equal value. And so that teaching that Paul gave so eloquently and clearly mm-hmm. now has led to, okay, so what does it look like to express that freedom? Mm-hmm. Um, and what does it look like to step in and walk in these roles? And that's caused tension. And so Paul's saying, you know, hey, listen, you, you followed the tradition. You followed the things I taught you. That's awesome. 
let me tell you this new thing. Let, let mm-hmm. me help you understand this better. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you, feminists, sure. Okay. But I wouldn't take it that far. Feminist has kind of a, you know, right. a, a different You know where I, it. what I was but, saying, though. But like, the, kind these, of are, the, these yeah. are people that are saying, hey, I have freedom and I want to yeah. walk in my freedom. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right? Like, and Paul's saying, yes, walk in your freedom. But there still is a structure and an order. To, and, and that's not just going to be for men and women. It was here. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Um, it's going to be for how do you do communion right. in order? What is that? You have freedom, but what does it look yeah, like? Yeah, I to read do this through that. This guy, that's going to be a body. fun one, too. Yeah, well, and, and then <laughs> to, to prophecy and to speak in tongues uh-huh. and to demonstrate mm-hmm. love and, and to exercise the gifts of the Spirit. And what, are, what do all those have to do with yeah. how, do we, how do we walk in our freedom still in the context of a body sure. that's unified? Well, and I had read somewhere, too, and I can't remember where, but um, that. Um, homosexuality was rampant back then too and that that the men would grow their hair long and so that was another reason why he addressed Mm this Um, where like now like lots of guys I mean you know a guy has long hair now he's probably just like in a band or something (laughs) you know like I don't know (laughs) I mean man buns are a thing yeah or a millennial that is a real or a millennial nice Well, yeah, I've heard this passage taught on to relate to, um, like, women clearly dressing as a woman and men clearly dressing as a man. And sometimes, oh, that's such a hard topic to present on because sometimes you come away with, well, if you're not wearing makeup and dressing in a dress, then you're not feminine enough. And if you're, like, growing long hair as a man and um, not growing a beard, like, it's it's just, Mm -hmm. this is just hard. And people will teach on that. And so there are some churches where, you know, women, you are to wear a skirt or a dress. Um, I shouldn't say skirt, right? Because it has to be at least below your knees. And, <laughs> like, like, I mean, but, but they, they will provide these rules. Pants yeah. aren't okay. Yep. And, yep. Um, the but, skirts but, have to be denim to the floor. <laughs> okay, I don't know that one. But, so, I mean, I grew yeah. up in that. Yeah. Is that. Oh, that was your Mennonite, you know? Uh, no, that was, or not that your was Mennonite. Night. That your was Pentecostal. Pentecostal, yeah. okay. So that was very legalistic. And if you were showing any skin, like, above your elbow okay. or above your knee, See, so like, you so all a really of a sudden, good background. So your oh, t-shirt, your t-shirt would be not okay here. My t-shirt would technically be, it probably should be a little longer. Okay. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, but jeans, no you were just, you were sinning. Like, you are just going to go to hell if you were wearing jeans. Yeah. Yeah. As a, as and, a woman, and, and so I think I, I think here's so I do I think that's a very good practical application for what Paul is saying about mm-hmm. head coverings and hair because you're absolutely right right like like there there were um, there were things that that people say hey in freedom I, I I can do these and Paul's saying yeah 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 you, you're right you have freedom but that's not proper in the context of the body mm-hmm. um, and so. It is a good practical application for us to say our culture is different, um, and what seems to be cultural in this passage is mm-hmm. the the stuff about length of hair mm-hmm. and head coverings. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not shunning people that have short hair um, that are women. We're not shunning men that have long hair. Uh, we're not mad at dudes that wear hats. Um, mm-hmm. We're not insisting that women wear them. Right? right, like that's just not what we're what we're doing. But what we take from this passage is: listen, men, God has designed you to be men. So look like men, be yeah. men, yeah. women. Mm-hmm. God has designed you yep. to be women, be women. And so it it's easy to say women should be feminine, men should be manly. It's also it can be frustrating mm-hmm. because, like you say, well, what's my definition of feminine? 
mm-hmm. what's your definition of feminine? Yep. You know, yep. what's my definition of manly right. and what's your definition of manly? And so I, I think the issue here, if we look at this in context with what Paul's already talked about with the mm-hmm. freedoms that we have, is, mm-hmm. is not for us to start judging each other as to whether or not you are feminine enough mm-hmm. or whether mm-hmm. I'm masculine enough mm-hmm. because I know a lot of worship pastors <laughs> that would fail this test for a lot of people, right? <laughs> yep. Listen, I mean, Skinny jeans. we can be the whole, <laughs> the whole metrosexual thing, you yeah. know, to, to a, yeah. a point too far. <laughs> Uh, and that's not fair for for worship pastors. It was when I was younger. It was worship pastors. Now it's just pastors in general. That <laughs> true, would do it. that's true. There's um, like a whole. There's Instagram, a whole new generation. There's coming. this whole Instagram account that's preachers and sneakers. <laughs> have you seen that? I have not. Where <laughs> they totally like ridicule these like, I guess you could say quote unquote famous pastors for wearing like so expensive like clothes and shoes, and then yeah. they like, it's just this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. It is a whole nother um, thing. So then I also had read, and I can't remember if you said this on Sunday or not, or if it was actually something I read, but in verse four and five where it, Paul's talking about dishonoring um, their head, that head could possibly mean like, uh, like it means Christ for the man mm-hmm. and for the woman dishonoring her head would be her husband. Is yeah, that, I think yeah? that I think that's clearly what he's saying okay. there is because he's not talking about your physical head, right? Um, mm-hmm. It gets confusing because he's talking yeah, about head. Yeah, that's why head. I was like, oh, okay, but, that makes but sense. No, no, but, but I can't remember if you said that. Yeah, or who no, said he he's talking there about look, you are dishonoring Christ, mm-hmm. you're dishonoring your husbands, you're dishonoring, you know. Uh, the head, um, ultimately God, um, as we kind of work our way up the, you know, the, the headship, um, when we, when we do things that are dishonoring, it's not just on us, but really we're dishonoring others, Mm -hmm. um, the way that we are. And I think there's a key principle there, right? That, that it's not just about me in a body, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's not just about me um, here at Blessed Oak Community Church, but mm-hmm. I'm a part of something yeah. unified and larger. Yeah. So dishonor doesn't just come to me, right? But it comes to those in authority too. And so, um, you know, we can go back and have a conversation about church discipline <laughs> some other time. But, but one of the reasons that we engage in church discipline is, yes, it's for your own good, but also because wanton active sin dishonors the church, mm-hmm. it dishonors the leadership in the church, mm-hmm. and ultimately it dishonors Christ. Yep. Um, and so, you know, we have yeah. to be careful about that. This is good stuff. I could talk about this all day, but for the sake of time, let's move on. Um, Why so, don't, did we answer all of Bethany's questions? I think so. I okay. just want to comment on um, those verses four and five. I felt that that reminded me of um, the topic of mutual submission, like mm-hmm. what we do yeah. really, it, it, it cast a light on our spouse. And yes. I think that in this verses four and five here, I feel like the man is held even more accountable because you're dishonoring God. You are straight up dishonoring God if mm-hmm. you are um you know, praying with your head uncovered, uncovered, whereas the wife is dishonoring her husband, which is a big deal. But it really yeah. does seem like the it, man is, you are being called. I think men are a held to a someday. higher standard. I well, think. I, I, yeah. See, yes and no. Yeah. Right. I, I think what what we have to understand is that everybody is held to the highest of standards. Right. Um, however, the onus of responsibility. And this this is a lot of the way that we look at headship, right? We tend to look at headship as a privilege. And and it is, 
right? As a pastor, I have been privileged to serve in this role. God has blessed me in that, and I I love it and I appreciate it. But we also need to look at it not just as the privilege of leadership, but the onus and responsibility of leadership is so heavy. heavy. Um, and, and, and God does say, like, look, you are going to answer. First Peter talks about this. You're going to answer, right? You are going to give an account for the responsibilities that you've been giving. Much has been entrusted. Much will be expected, yeah. Jesus says. Mm-hmm. And, and so there is, you're right, there is a lot there. And it is this, this mutual submissive thing. I love that. You go back to Ephesians 5. I mean, it just, it, it's, it makes a lot more sense to me. So yeah. like reading yeah. this, I feel like I have to jump back a little bit Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. because it, it makes more sense if I tie it in with other things mm-hmm. I know of the Bible. But that was the first thought when I read that was like, it's really about how are we honoring one another? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, which is, which is, I think another reason why Paul comes back there at the end, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. When he says, look, look, you're not separate from each other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Women came from, from men men come from women like mm-hmm. you need each other yeah. Yeah. and that's why yeah. i love ephesians 5 before he gives the instruction about what it means to love and submit and to to respect one another and to follow you know in that whole soliloquy on um on marriage mm-hmm. he starts that whole chunk off by saying we are to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ mm-hmm. yeah. because of who we are in the body or in mm-hmm. faith we we submit to one another. That's like, what I love about what we're doing with this series, though, is that this is a this is a tricky passage. Well, yeah, I got to be honest and with you. Weird. This isn't one I'm preaching unless I have to. Yeah, so right? I mean, like, there, I, I may preach on headship, but I'm mm-hmm. like like Bethany said, I'm, I'm choosing something that's a little more yeah, clear. But, but this is great. I had a, then I we, had we an, have to bump up against this stuff. You, you know, know and, uh, somebody was in my office yesterday. Uh, Katie Stallheim stopped in, and and you know we were talking about this, and that it was a little weird, and it's a hard passage, and you know she reminded me, you know. Um, all scripture is, um, breathed out by God and it's useful and it's necessary and it does a thing. And that Mm -hmm. was the Bible Um, apps verse for Sunday. That's, that's what she was telling me, right? I I think that it's what popped up on her phone and she's like, you know what? That's a good reminder. And she had it and then she passed it on to me and it, it's true. This is, this is hard. Yeah. Um, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's necessary. Yeah. I, I think that just anytime we, we, bump into any verses that talk about authority mm-hmm. and submitting that yeah. we just as a society and a culture just have problems with it because we live in such yeah. an anti-authoritative society. Well, and we've had a rough history with it, like especially yeah. women in general. And even yeah. now women across um, the world are subjected and yeah. treated poorly yes. often. And, so and it's frankly, just... men in authority have done a, I don't know, it's a church podcast, have done a crap job, <laughs> like, filter, have done a crap job yeah. of leading welcome, in a way, <laughs> right, have done a bad job of leading in a way that is Christ-like, right? Like, I mean, that is the whole thing, right? We yeah. are to lead. And it looks like love. It, it it just is not <laughs> yeah. this thing that we do. Yeah. And 
sin is what it is, and it sucks, and it's terrible, and it is for us. But you know what? Obviously, they were dealing with the very same thing yeah. then. Uh, it's just then, as a culture, we weren't calling it out. Mm-hmm. Um, only the church was calling it out. And you would think, you would hope um, that, that the church should have outpaced culture in this leaps and bounds. The problem is the church has not outpaced culture in this. The church is looks like the culture when it mm-hmm. comes to this. So the abuse that happens out there, it happens here too. Yeah. Uh, the misogyny that happens out there, it happens in here too. Like all of it is mirrored in the church when the church should be outpacing it. Mm-hmm. And and that's why this gets so confusing and frustrating because if if leadership and, and and men as as the the head would be doing what they are supposed to be doing, it wouldn't be the concern and the struggle that it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, we just, we have done, I think it's fair to say a poor, poor, poor job. Yeah. All right. So we've got two more things we want to cover. So if you are still with us, <laughs> we appreciate you. Where would you have gone? <laughs> I mean, um, this is a hot, hot topic. Yes. So, I mean, no so, one's going to leave. Um, I mean, they might stop and come back later, but they're not just leaving. I mean, come on. Uh, so maybe, we're going to talk um, complementarianism versus egalitarianism mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then we will also... Um, talk a little bit about like what does this mean uh, us being especially like a complementarian church what does this mean for single women in the church and and like what does headship look like for them and things like that so yeah Matt tell us the difference tell us the difference between complementarianism and and egalitarianism so so complementarianism and egalitarianism I want to start first they're hard words to say right sure (laughs) Um, I want to I want to start by saying this we can get to both through scripture. Yep. It's um, a it's a second rank. This is thing. this is yeah. not a this is not a first order doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what uh, what the elders refer to as the open hand yep. doctrine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a bent as a church, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's necessary for churches to to bend one way or the other because yep. they have to make decisions mm-hmm. about yep. about these things. But I, I you know I say up front, we are a complementarian church. I said that on Sunday. We've said that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are not mad at churches that think differently. And frankly, you don't need to think differently to be a member or a part of our fellowship. Right. You need to respect the you need to respect the teaching of the church in mm-hmm. this, but you don't need to sign off on it as much as you need to follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you know, this is a secondary thing. So we're not mad at egalitarianism, and, and we, we believe firmly, I believe firmly, that you can get to both of these through Scripture. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of which way do you think best understands what God has put in Scripture. Right. Um, but, but I know a lot of, of um, you know, egalitarians that I trust and follow, and we partner with some churches that would be egalitarian churches um, that have women in leadership in it as, as elders and pastors, and we have no issues with that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. We'll partner together, and that's fine. Yeah, well, and Compl- we definitely oh. have church members who fall on the yeah. egalitarian yeah. spectrum, yeah. and mm-hmm. they're still able to fully feel comfortable participating in Blessed Hope because yeah. we're not doing it as 
men only can do things. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, we're yeah. very respectful about yeah. how we approach it. I, I hope so. That's the goal. And, and I mm-hmm. think we always need to hold ourselves in check and evaluate how we're doing mm-hmm. uh, with that. But that's the intention, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Is that we all walk um, in a way that honors God. Yeah. And, and this is part of that. Complementarianism is the theological doctrinal point of view that says, while everyone is made with equal value, um, not everyone is intended to serve the same role or function. Nobody argues with that, mm-hmm. right? Because we understand that in a body, there will be some that serve as elders. Mm-hmm. There will be some that serve here at Blessed Hope as um, as children's workers, sound engineers, some that lead worship from up front, some Mm -hmm. that participate in worship differently. Like everybody has a different function. There are some that are evangelists and that are really good at sharing the gospel. There are some that are um, uh, hospitable and they are really good at at hosting those who share the gospel really well. And and we, so, so every egalitarian or complementarian, we all understand that God has gifted us differently in the body. We all have equal value, but we all have different gifts. Mm -hmm. Um, and we all have different roles because of that. Complementarianism would say that that is also true when it comes to gender, Mm -hmm. that God has clearly, um, in scripture shown that while men and women are equal in faith, in spirituality, in in value, in in worth, in all of those things, that he has clearly given them different roles and different functions, um, and that that's complementarianism. That that's that exists in the home. It exists in the church. Egalitarianism would say that yes, um, everybody is equal in value. Everybody has the same worth, the, the, the same ability to be spiritual and connect with God in that way. And that when there were roles and functions that were different, that was the result of the fall. And now in Christ, um, we are free from those divisions. And now every role and every function is open to every believer. Mm-hmm. So those are those are basically the two sure. the two understandings. So how does that how does that flesh out here at our church? Well, what does that look like? As a complementarian church, um, we would say that we understand that um, that God's intention is still that there are specific roles and functions for men and women again mm-hmm. equal in in mm-hmm. all of these things, but that God still intended there to be different functions, and we would look at that saying, well. The idea of headship existed prior to the fall. Yep. So it seems difficult to say it wouldn't exist after Jesus, mm-hmm. that we would dismiss it, you know, be, because. So so that's where we as a church would land on that. And what that looks like here is that every um, one, it looks like functionally, not just saying that we value every person and opinion and idea and everybody can be just as spiritual and, and we don't just say it, but hopefully we live it out, mm-hmm. um, that, that there are plenty of opportunities and leadership and authority for, for women to walk in and we encourage them to express those. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think that ferrets itself out. Um, where we would draw a line is we think where the Bible draws a line, mm-hmm. which is to say that, that women are not to serve as elders, um, which is that headship of the church. And 
you know, some people will say elders and pastors. Mm-hmm. A pastor is an elder. That, yeah. That's that's what the word means. Yeah. Um, and so we would just say that that we see very clearly a restriction um, shared in the New Testament. Uh, headship, we see it in, in the Old Testament before the fall. Mm-hmm. We see it in the New Testament after the resurrection that, that this position seems to be restricted to men. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean that the men leading aren't seeking input from women and um, and understanding and that, that mm-hmm. women aren't involved in leadership. Right. I mean, And if, it, it doesn't mean we always do it perfectly. Oh either. my goodness. No, we mess right. up all the time. But, but I think about, <laughs> I think about, you know, even yeah. just our staff meetings that we just got done having, right. As, <laughs> as there's four of us sitting around the table and, and, you know, two of us are, well, two of you are, are women <laughs> um, who are, you know, as we're having these conversations are equal in input and equal yeah. in um, discussion and ideas and brainstorming. And, you know, that's just one small snapshot. Mm-hmm. You know, Bethany's leading our adult discipleship team. That's the team that's in charge of the the discipleship that our church gets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's under the oversight of the elders, mm-hmm. but but she's leading that and has the authority in that group to, mm-hmm. uh, to do those things. And yeah. so... That's how it plays out yeah. here. Yeah, she's kind of like our ministry team leaders are kind of the equivalent of deacons, like deacons, deaconesses. Deacons, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, which we see in scripture. Yeah, so so that's yeah. that's how we see that playing yeah. out. Um, mm-hmm. If I don't know if that answers the question or if it yeah. needs clarification, but so. yeah, and I think it's important um, how we talk about it too because sometimes churches are like, well, women are not allowed to do this. Like mm-hmm. the focus is on what women can on the restriction. Do. Oh, sure. So then it makes women feel like they aren't allowed to do anything because sure. all they hear is you can't do this, and we should really be seeking women out for the roles that the other roles in the church. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think I, it's probably a Jen Wilkin thing who talks about talking about um permission you knew she was going to come up i'm not not mad at jen wilkin i enjoy jen wilkin and actually i will sit under jen wilkin's teaching yeah like like there's there's no restriction right Right. i was just right no i know but but (laughs) i was just waiting for a side comment about jen wilkin (laughs) i've been but i've been told this before right like like i've i've been i've known people that wouldn't go to a right now conference Mm -hmm. because they're women because there are women addressing men yeah from a, a teaching role i'm like that and again, I think that's such a uh, it's, it's such a misunderstanding mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. of of what yeah. scripture actually says. Yeah, I'm well, sorry, I cut you that's off. well, that's what a lot of complementarianism churches still operate under, yes. like a woman teaching anyone other than a child, mm-hmm. unless it's like because one of the churches I went to was a Baptist church, and the pastor's wife taught the teen girls, mm-hmm. but for her to ever teach teen boys like they would never have like a Hmm. joint class and she would never be allowed Mm -hmm. to teach that because Mm -hmm. she could only teach women at Mm -hmm. that age um so i I think i actually did look to see if jen wilkin had done anything on this passage (laughs) and she hadn't i was disappointed because i know she's a complementarian as well yeah Yeah. um but i I think it's just important how we talk about women because Mm -hmm. if we're just saying well you're not allowed to do this you're not allowed to do that we make it seem like we don't want them involved anywhere Mm -hmm. um and at blessed hope i feel like most of our teams are led by women there's a lot of leadership happening in our church with women and and it's important like you're woman and you're on staff mm-hmm. you have shauna who is a woman and she's on staff as mm-hmm. the youth leader um, i just think it's important that we let women know that they're welcome yeah. um, and that they're valued and needed i mean 
no offense to the elders, but I think you guys benefit from female input. <laughs> oh, all the time. And, so. and I can tell you this. I can tell you this. There are times where some of the very clear mistakes that we've made, because we make mistakes all the time, right? Not in intention, but in action. Sure. Right? Like, like, sure. like our, you know, just, just like oversight of things or just like, man, we didn't, when we make those mistakes, oftentimes it's because we didn't stop and seek input. Sure. Um, sure. The way that we should have from a variety of, of, of people, including from mm-hmm. a female perspective perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, yes, I mean, we do benefit mm-hmm. from that greatly. And one of the, and then we've had the conversation of, well, why don't, you know, maybe we need to get some women involved. No, we don't mm-hmm. because we still want to honor what God says. And we yeah. want to follow as carefully as we can, what scripture says and, and the way that, 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 that lays it out. But at the same time, we, we want to make sure that we're that as leaders, we're doing what we need to do to make sure we understand mm-hmm. and, and, and we have invited input from people smarter than we are <laughs> and as spiritual, if not more spiritual than we are. And like I've said this, like, like Malia um, is, is probably in all of my time working in a church, um, the foremost Bible studier. <laughs> there, that's there, that is a terrible way to phrase. You it. called her a student of the Bible and a former podcast. Did I? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah she yeah. she is like she she is more than anyone I have ever known, pastors included. Malia. Is, so I would, you know, it is not uncommon for me to walk over mm-hmm. there and say, Malia, you got to help me noodle this, right? We got to yeah. think through this. We've done that a lot with this series yes, too, because because yeah. I trust that she is <laughs> she's reading and she's she's listening and she's in the Word and she's mm-hmm. you know uh, that that God is 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 in her and the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is powerful in her. Like, I got no issues going in there and saying, now, I, I do think God puts a restriction on saying, hey, Malia, why don't you just preach this text? <laughs> yeah, no thanks. I'm right? out. <laughs> but, but, but it would yeah. be foolish of me not to seek that out sure. and to incorporate sure. that and also foolish yeah. not to give credit for that or, or to, sure. you know, to hold that back. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, well, and I will say not so that it doesn't sound like I'm like this always studying in the world. Oh, yeah. kind of I, I didn't mean it. She's terrible. <laughs> but I mean, the reason why I'm like so hardcore into it is because it has changed my heart. Yeah. And then I've gotten to gotten, that's not the proper way to say it, but I've been able to, to watch that change happen in other women um in small group and that has just been such a delight and a joy to see yeah it's so cool there is no substitute when it comes to transformation yeah over the word of god you can listen to preaching you can you can show up here on sunday and hear david and i you can sit in a congregation you can and all of that's good and you should do all of that mm-hmm. but this is the word of god that is living and mm-hmm. active and sharper than any two-edged sword and yep. separates soul and spirit and what does god say he says my word won't return void and like there's no substitute mm-hmm. and it's just fun to geek out over too because there's so much cool stuff <laughs> like is. god is so yeah. cool you guys yep. i know we're trying to be timely can i ask one more no, question yeah you ask um, away <laughs> So when we look at the Bible and we see Deborah, who was a judge, yep. we see Holda, is that how you say it in Second Kings? She was say the prophetess with, that they went um, say to Say it with confidence and nobody from. will argue. That's right. I forgot that. <laughs> um, 
how do we just or how do we bring that together in our minds that we have a female who is a judge who was over all of Israel we have these prophetesses who um, were given great authority how do we bring that together with a complementarian sure. view mm-hmm. because it you could look at that and it would seem like they were in a position of yeah. headship over um, a church or a people so how how yeah. do we bring that together with what we see with Paul's teachings yeah so mm-hmm. so I think mm-hmm. one we have to be careful um, of Old Testament, New Testament transfer in terms of roles and positions, um, especially in the nation of Israel Mm -hmm. and how that works. Because the church in Israel aren't the same. They were jacked up, right. They were jacked up. Um, And two, I think think there's a very clear principle there, and then we can get into the specifics. The clear principle is, listen, God is not going to throw away his plans. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And where men abdicate their role... Mm. He will, um, he will empower somebody else mm-hmm. to yeah. fill the to, to fill the role, um, and I think with Deborah, you see a perfect example of that, right? God instructed her to go and get Barack, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Barack abdicated his role mm-hmm. to its fullness, yep. and so God was like, "Fine, then you know what I'm going to do um, in this thing." And, and this is the answer is almost in, um, and a to, woman's going to get credit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, which <laughs> but 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 that almost that almost goes with the the complementary mm-hmm. position right because god god made it the point to point that out like okay this is ab- abnormal right it's abnormal that you're not stepping into this role so because you're mm-hmm. not i'm going to do something weird mm-hmm. and i'm going to give her all of the credit and all of the the glory from mm-hmm. this well that makes sense because you see that with jl like it yeah. was mm-hmm. her husband and her that. family members who were not yeah. taking care of her or other women so she's like okay I guess I have to do it, and she shouldn't have had to, but it was yeah. her. And I think we and see it was that brutal. I yeah. think we see but that in awesome. the church today, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And so, so I, I've, I've, again, you, you hate to to harp on this, but but I've been and I've had conversations with pastors and, and church members and, and folks, not from churches that I've been associated with, but others that that would rail against, like you you know, or that would say, well, you know, we can't listen to teaching. No, God empowers women to step up and lead, and we can learn from that. Mm-hmm. We can be a part of that because where there is a lack of men stepping into those roles god god is not going to waste his vision or his plans um and so we see that and Mm -hmm. there's also this understanding that headship does not mean i'm always the one talking Mm -hmm. Uh, i know that's probably confusing here at the church because it's always (laughs) me talking um but but headship doesn't mean that the elders are always the ones talking yeah but it means that the talking happens under the authority of the head Mm -hmm. right we speak Right, but we do it under the authority of Jesus as a church. Everything we do is under the authority of Jesus. And then in the body, right? Like there are all kinds of uh, of things that happen and teaching that happens that's under the authority of the head of the eldership. The elders don't always need to be the ones speaking, but I mean, it would not be. I don't know. I don't know. Malia, we used this this example earlier. I don't know that you're like, hey, I want to preach, right? Yeah, no. But but it would it would not. <laughs> I have the worst fear of public speaking ever. Okay, well then it <laughs> then it won't be. But but <laughs> but you you teaching from the stage would not be 
like, oh, well, they've stopped being complimentarian. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. We're under still the a, authority. We're still yeah. a complimentarian mm-hmm. church, but under the authority of the elders, the yeah. elders have given you this avenue to, to share if mm-hmm. there's something specific that we think, you know what, Malia, like... I mean, we've done that with with testimonies and things. Like, your job is to be there instructing in this and sharing this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, why would we not take yeah. advantage of that and use that? And I just, I, I think we can take complementarianism too far yeah. and it gets real close to this whole patriarchy mm-hmm. kind of a thing, um, which is, is just not what God ever intended. Mm-hmm. Well, so it, I don't know if that answered your question yeah, about yeah, Deborah Brock. <laughs> it did. I yeah, I thought that was really good, and I I I really appreciate Blessed Hope because this was this has been a topic for the last few years, just with like the Me Too movement and everything. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So just talking with other Christian women about their experiences in the church, because um, there was one friend that I was like, you know, I I can go stop in and see Pastor Matt and never feel like it's a problem for that, but for her. She has to go through her husband. Her husband has to be part of the oh, conversation. Like it's sure. just otherwise it huh. looks like she's trying to lead the pastor astray. And that's it's interesting. Just, it, but I mean, it's I get it's it. how some churches. It, it, yeah. But it was beyond like even yes. accountability. It was just that you are a woman and you are this. You're just a temptress and you're just automatically all around bad. Not to say mm-hmm. that it doesn't happen. I mean, both men and women in the church sometimes are stupid, are, right? Are, yes, yes. <laughs> but it was just. The, yes. their church as a culture this is how huh. they do things yes um yeah, i would it, hate it, that right uh, oh my god because right. i have lots of questions all the time <laughs> I, well and and but but i'll tell you what i get it i get it because we do live in a world that is so litigious sure mm-hmm. right sure. not even because because i'm worried about myself but there are times like like to be honest like we always have to process through, are we being above reproach? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there are times mm-hmm. when I'll never send somebody away if they stop mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. but there are times when I'll say, hey, I've got a counseling appointment. Is somebody else going to be in the building? Yeah. yeah. Right? Because yeah. because there, it's like, you know what? I just, from an above reproach kind of perspective, right. I don't need yep. you in the room with me, but is somebody right. else in the building? Yep. I just yep. I want to be. And I think that's good. And I, that's, so I, that's yeah. fair but and that's you, right. You can yeah. see, you can see how these things get pharisaical so easy, right? Because you set up these guidelines to be a help mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the guidelines become the most important driving factor. Um, and so yeah. it's like, oh, Bethany, I'd love to talk to you. When you get Judah, you know, mm-hmm. you guys come on back. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 time out. Like that's not necessary. Yeah. Um, well, and in that kind of um, atmosphere, like women don't hold the value to be in leadership roles like mm-hmm. it's just it's almost like they can't be trusted right um, and i'm like well why so why are you not holding your men accountable don't you think that they can handle talking to a yeah. woman yeah <laughs> yeah well, it's just it's it, it's just here, interesting it it also no betrays um and again i understand it right because men struggle mm-hmm. uh, women struggle like mm-hmm. satan pushes the lust agenda something fierce because mm-hmm. he knows it's a struggle of ours mm-hmm. but it also betrays this wrong view like like you know i i don't look you know we sit around and, and i'm sitting across the table from from bethany and malia and i'm not looking at you guys as like oh man i have to guard my heart because i don't <laughs> I, I don't want to think about you know you guys in this way that I naturally, no, you guys are are my sisters in Christ. You're part Mm -hmm. of my family here. You're part of the body. Like, like there, there is not that, like Mm -hmm. we just, we need to rethink the way we do that. And I, and I, I think that's why, honestly, we tend to, 
you know, the complementarian position, I, I think is very biblical, mm-hmm. but I think it loses people because the culture has been so bad yeah. that yeah. we think, well, it can't be a good position because it leads to these bad things. Uh, I, I, I think that's the wrong way to view it. Mm-hmm. I think, yes, people have really screwed up and we need to be held accountable and we need to do better. Uh, but the yeah. Bible is what it is, mm-hmm. and it says what it says, and it ties it to creation, not yeah. to culture. Yeah, um, and if which it's t- I love. If it's because, tied man, to you can't cre- argue with that. If it's tied to creation, <laughs> then yeah. it can't be. Oh well, sin happened, and this is why it's no, 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 no. Yeah. It's it's here, way back in God's good design from the very beginning, mm-hmm. and so. Um, you know, yep. mm-hmm. we have to wrestle with that. But but I get the desire to just push it aside because mm-hmm. the church has been full of people acting in a wrong way, and yeah. that's hard. Mm-hmm. So um, let, let's switch gears just a little bit talk here, quick, and talk about yeah, all the single ladies, all the single ladies. It was bound to happen. Do you like that? I do. I kind of. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm embarrassed that I know that is a song. <laughs> I don't know who sings it, Listen, and I don't know. I like Beyonce. Is it Beyonce? Yes. Okay. And I I mean, she's good to listen to when you're running. She's got some good <laughs> jams. Knows all about that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so, the other day. <laughs> anywho, um, did you have, were there some specific questions yes. you had gotten about that? And like, because well, I know yeah. like Sunday we talked about headship and, and what it mm-hmm. looks like in the home and stuff. So obviously, yeah, if you're single in the church, like definitely going to have some questions like yeah. how how does this work for me and yeah. yeah yeah so i i have a couple of friends here in the church who are single single moms too mm-hmm. um and and one of them was like i just i left feeling like i didn't know what my place was like oh, should i yeah. do i revert to like is it should my dad be like the head and then another mm-hmm. friend was like so i don't i don't have a son i don't have a husband mm-hmm. i have um these daughters so is there someone who's supposed to be like filling this role? Like what does that look like? Um, And on my, my end, I feel like this is very much a picture of marriage. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it says anything negative about um, a single woman at all. Like you have to go find someone to fill that role. But also I do think that sometimes we don't do a good job of what does this look like for you when you don't have this model? So, um, so what does this mean for so <laughs> I think yeah there's a couple of real good points to be made there and and I think the first is um in the church single married doesn't really mm-hmm. make a difference yep. Yep. right step into the the leadership that God's asking you to step into and step into the submission that God's asking you to step into in the context of the mm-hmm. church right um so so married single young older none of that matters when it comes to this if God's calling you to step in step in Mm-hmm. Um, in places he calls you to submit, submit. In the home is where it gets a little wonky uh, because because there is a natural design to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes sin can thwart that design. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't want to suggest that everybody that is a single parent, single dad, single mom, anything is, you know, th- that it's because of their sin. Right. But... When I say sin, it's just the world doesn't work the way God intended mm-hmm. it to yep. work. People yep. die and are widowed. Uh, we might have a spouse that steps out on us or that does, you know. Mm-hmm. So so because of the way the world is, we end up in these scenarios at times. Um, and I would go back to your example about Deborah and Barack, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think when God's design can't be exactly perfect, Ooh, that's good. then you know what we do? We step into what God calls us to do. And, and God is not going to leave his plans void because... 
you're not married, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and so we step into leadership. We do the best we can mm-hmm. um, stepping into leadership. And sometimes, unfortunately, because of this world, we have to have a woman that is both mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we have to have a dad that's both mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard. And as a church, we ought to be good at coming alongside of them, yeah. not to step in and be their head, right? Uh, but to step in and be their help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think the church needs to be good at that. And when I say the church, I mean the individuals that make up the church where they see those situations to step in and be the help. Um, but I think single dads and single moms should feel empowered to to be the head of their family mm-hmm. um, because that's what they are in, mm-hmm. in the absence of, of what God initially intended. That's what they are. Mm-hmm. And God won't waste them in that role. The mm-hmm. same as he didn't waste Deborah. Um, and, and he, he, he empowered her to step in and, and lead in mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And he'll do the same for, um, for moms and dads that find themselves in a, in a rough situation. And no, nobody has to go out shopping right? so that they have, that person right yeah that right. that's not like like men don't need to go find a wife so that they can love somebody the way christ loved the church right <laughs> women don't need to go right. find a husband right. so they can respect somebody and have a head over that's yeah. that's that's a i think a, a stretch yeah um, so. yeah well and so i mean and that clarifies for kind of the specific questions um that i heard was like no you're not expected to have like your dad go no, back to being yeah. your head. You're not expected mm-hmm. to have to find someone nope. who mm-hmm. is a stand-in. Not that you have to go get married just because, but right. you're but not you even don't have expected. to find somebody else. No, yes. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and that's a good point. See, that's something that, that in my, I, I'm glad you brought that to my attention because I've mm-hmm. preached about you know these things mm-hmm. over the course of what seven years mm-hmm. that I've been a pastor numerous times, taught about them numerous times. Never in my mind would that have entered. So right. this is another right. one of those yeah. where I need I need the female perspective to yeah. say, hey. Think yep. about how this plays out. Like, no, 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 no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest that that your family is incomplete if somebody isn't acting mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. position. Mm-hmm. You're not doing it wrong. You would be wise to include um, counsel mm-hmm. from other people, um, but but not from a position of they're in authority. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. would be wise to include um, as a single woman. You would be inclined. Uh, wise to include um, some some male role modeling mm-hmm. for your children, mm-hmm. whether they're boys or girls. Mm-hmm. Um, although not to give authority, but but just to include that mm-hmm. so that they have that modeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but but no, I and I so I appreciate you bringing that up because that's not a thing I would have ever even yeah imagined well, as a question. Yeah, it's nothing I love church with questions about. But yeah. well, but you're not in that position, right. and so yeah. So I but yeah. I appreciate yeah, I appreciate knowing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, that would be my encouragement, and I, I may include that in the future as mm-hmm. we talk about this. That mm-hmm. that no, you don't. If you are left without a husband, you do not need to go find headship, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You have that. It's Mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's true in the home and it's true true in in the church. You have that headship. You don't need to go shopping for it or Mm -hmm. recruiting it. Yep. And you answered my follow-up question, which was what if if they're desiring some form of male headship without that headship? Like it's wise to seek counsel from an elder or a Mm -hmm. pastor. And to be, let's be honest, no man is going to go to a single woman and be like, Hey, it's appropriate for me to be (laughs) in charge here. I uh, hope not. Like that is a bad idea. Right. (laughs) Right. But on 
because of that, like a single woman does, she will have to take initiative, honestly, to seek that out, yeah. seek that counsel out just mm-hmm. because of the culture. And it's not yeah. appropriate, appropriate for a man to be yeah. like, I'm going to fill this role. No. Yeah. So there where, does need to be some initiative. Yes. And that's where get that. couple friends. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like one of the things that I think is elusive to single people um, divorced, widowed, whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are good couple friends because it can feel awkward, sure. mm-hmm, right? Sure. You can feel like a third wheel. You can, it can feel, but I think as a as, as a, a person who's in a couple in a in a marriage relationship, um, you know, for the couple to come alongside of mm-hmm. an individual because then it's not me stepping in and saying, Hey, you know, Bethany, I think you could benefit. <laughs> of course I'm not going to do that. Right. But, yeah, but right. if Carrie and I yeah. are coming Much alongside you to love yeah. you and have mm-hmm. dinner with you and encourage you and, mm-hmm. and just be part of your life, then that, can naturally exist if that's a desire of yours mm-hmm. to seek that advice or influence or sure, whatever. Sure. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of that responsibility falls on the individual to go looking for that help, mm-hmm. but it, it, it falls on the church to be available and willing mm-hmm. um, yeah. to kind of answer that call. Well, yeah. and that's even just good input for for those of us who are married, who do have friends, who are single, just an encouragement. Because I'm often like, hey, let's go do a girls' night or something. But it, the thought never crossed my mind. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be weird. Mm-hmm. Bring your like, kids over. Let's dinner. all sit yeah. down together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I, it, that feels weird, right? Mm-hmm. Right, it, but I think it feels weird. This is that we're so far off topic now, and, and we're. We I mean, is to, that really shocking to we anyone might who's have listening? To split this podcast into part one, part two. I mean, there's a lot of topics we can branch off of, right? Here, really, but so. I, you know what? I think that goes back to, to a large degree, it goes back to that wrong way that we assume men see women. Sure. Yeah. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, mm-hmm. well, no, I'm going to keep my husband away from that, like, like because I don't, I don't, you know, it, it's this. Well, that's weird. No, it's yeah. not though. It, no. It's not weird mm-hmm. for men and women to have relationships, mm-hmm. especially, especially within the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not weird. Um, and we just, we have to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I, I mean, I get it. Like, is it, is it maybe crossing a line if I'm like, Hey Malia, let's go out to lunch today. And mm-hmm. it's just the two of us going out to lunch mm-hmm. and that's a regular occurrence. Maybe that, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but mm-hmm. But not like as a couple. And, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And that I'm, thought didn't even cross my mind. It was just, just like it just had it crossed my yeah. mind to be like, no, oh, yeah, well, just be a part of our family. But I think I think mm-hmm. there's there's things that we automatically think are weird. Sure. Because mm-hmm. we have this kind of broken view of um, men yeah. and women in the church. Mm-hmm. Well, and a lot of baggage this, from yeah. every other church you've been to or other yeah. teachings mm-hmm. you've heard. I, sure. I, I guess I've been really... Um, you know, I I grew up in a church, you know, a, a very hyper conservative um, Southern Baptist church that the, the the women had no voice or authority except for teaching kids, mm-hmm. um, and and but it was such a small church that you wouldn't have had any. I mean, like there were like thirty people there. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I, I all of my church experience has been in churches that kind of function this way. So in a lot of ways, like this feels normal. And when I hear about other things, I'm like, well, that ooh, yeah. that's weird. That's that's <laughs> abnormal. So I guess maybe mm-hmm. I've been lucky in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, 
we kept you long, but I feel like it was a really good, really good conversation. It's totally worth hanging on to the yes. end for. <laughs> it was. And you know what? I think this was fun with Bethany. We ought to have yeah. her back yeah. so, at Ooh, some point. Well, I like yes. that. I like so. to talk, though. So. <laughs> so, I like same. to talk theology and, <laughs> so, and yes. All right. Well, yep, you know yep. what? I tell you what. You you just hold on tight. And any Sunday as you're going through this, you're like, you know what? I got some questions oh, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah. Just pull me for the most controversial ones. Totally. <laughs> right. Well, let's Definitely see. We're going to get into... Um, <laughs> When we talk about tongues and prophecy, oh, they, and yes. you come on back. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening.